Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. David Cortman, Senior Counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom. You can follow them on Twitter at Alliance Defense. David, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, except I'm a little bit shocked. I know Dita, Massachusetts, and I, I thought and I looked it up. It was founded in 1635 when it was uh, when they held their first public meeting as a city. Eighteen men signed the town covenant. They swore that they would, quote, in the fear and reverence of our almighty God, mutually and severally promise amongst ourselves and each to profess and practice one truth according to that most perfect rule, the foundation of which is everlasting love. They went on to promote explicitly the education of each other and knowledge and faith of the Lord Jesus. So that's 1635. What's Dedham up to recently? Well, first, I think they're forgetting the history. That's probably the best place to start. But uh, so, you know, we're hearing all the executive orders around the country, and they're limiting church worship services and what they can do. And you've heard the magic number 10. Everybody's heard that. And so this small startup church, there's only about 30 people, 20 to 30 people. And they said, okay, we're going to honor that. And so we're allowed to have 10 people. What we're going to do is break it up into two or three services, have an hour between services so we can clean do the hand sanitizing, do the six-feet separation, abide by basically everything the government has said, and, and that shouldn't be a problem. Then they get a cease and desist order, basically from the town board of health saying, you can't even have your church services with 10 people with all those protocols, otherwise it's going to be deemed to be illegal. Now, Pastor Nick White is the pastor of Victory Baptist Church. He turned to Alliance Defending Freedom, as so many pastors do. What does ADF do when they are seeing an obvious second set of rules for a religious institution not being applied to the general public? Yeah, depending on the situation, we're either sending demand letters or filing lawsuits. We filed five or six. We've got a bunch of them in the works. In this situation, we thought, well, clearly there must be some mistake because the order says they can have 10 people. They have 10 people. There must be something going on. So we actually sent a demand letter to give them an opportunity to fix it uh, before we filed the lawsuit. Have you heard back from the town yet of Dedham, which, again, began in 1635 and 1636 as an explicitly Christian church? I love that. A Christian city now stopping a little Baptist. Maybe they're anti-Baptist. Maybe they still have the Puritan (laughs) thing going, David. Yeah, uh, who knows? But, you know, so we did hear back from them. They said, well, you know, let us look into it. You know, can you give us a couple more days? And and we thought, sure. But, you know, you should be erring on the side of the First Amendment. You should be saying, oh, sure, let's let the church meet until we figure this out, especially because it's compliance with the law. Um, so we, they ended up uh, letting us know that they're going to allow the, uh, the, the church to meet under those circumstances. Very good. Now, David, you've got to be busier than you have ever been, and you're always busy at Alliance Defending Freedom, because all over the country, governments, for some reason, want to pick on churches specifically. What do you put that animus down to? Yeah, and, and it's incredible to me, because if you look at what is being allowed, I think what's happening is you have... Um, economics or other reasons elevating over faith reasons. And, and as we know, you know, the free exercise clause specifically protects religious faith. And so yet that's being relegated to, well, this is more important. Like, you know, like we've heard court cases say, um, well, it's more important to have a bar open because, or, or a liquor store because we don't, ha- we don't want people detoxing in the middle of a crisis. 
but yet you can't have a church service open. So even some of the reasoning is, is, is really odd. Do you expect any lasting First Amendment jurisprudence to come out of these closures, or is it just a period of time so unique and such an emergency that it's all one-offs? No, there'll, there'll be lasting case law that comes out of this, and, and because we're, you, we, we know we're going to have more crises in the future, um, you know, these type of viruses pop up, and just a question of how serious they get, how widespread they are, and so there's definitely going to be case law, and the problem is is there's, there's some old cases from the 1900s when, when we had the last epidemic, right, um, that, are, that are now creeping up now that are displacing current First Amendment jurisprudence, and so you have judges going back to 1905 to reach a case instead of what's current in the law. So there's definitely a battle between what the precedent will be coming out of this time. Has any of it reached a circuit level yet? There have been a couple of cases in the circuit with, with varied results. Um, so you have some in the, in the Fourth Circuit, which is the East Coast, and some in the middle of the country, the Sixth and Seventh Circuit, and they're split. Um, some of them are saying you can't keep the churches closed. Um, when you have other other types of businesses and things open. And some of them are saying, well, it's a little bit different in the church because people are there for about an hour, um, and so you can keep them closed. And so I, I think this is something that will eventually make its way uh, all the way up to the high court. Well, that's it. A split in the circuit is usually the magic formula, and it's been a very busy term. We have 30 seconds left. David, how do you think the arguments went in the free exercise class cases? Yeah, I, I, thought, they went, I thought they went pretty well. I mean, uh, you know, the court's clearly always trying to find a balance. Um, the chief always wants to get as many of the justices on as they can. Um, I, you know, I think religious autonomy is extremely important. What was interesting to me is you hear some of the judges, justices say, well, you know, what, what, you know if we let these religious organizations uh, decide who works for them, you know, they call it discrimination, you know, that's a bad thing. And the first thing I thought was, well, no, we want to give religious organizations the freedom to decide who should propagate their faith. Um, so hopefully it'll end up in a good way. I think it will. Follow Alliance Defending Freedom at Alliance Defends on Twitter. Look them up on Google, Alliance Defending Freedom. David Cortman, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack. Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today.